All right, we got ourselves a nationally televised football game. We got Eagles Buccaneers. We got Thursday night football. And we got a 94 WIP show producer and the co-host and co-creator of the Birds IQ podcast that you can see in here on edgeofphilly.com, the benevolent Mr. Kyle Quinn. Kyle, good evening or good morning, and how are you today? It's just all right, Kyle. It's just all right. I mean, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for the game. Oh, and you have every right to be, Kyle. But, Kyle, before we get into the game, there's something I want to address with you. I'm not sure you're aware of this, but do you know you have found yourself smack dab in episode 100 of my podcast? Well, how about it? Yes. And, you know, I I know I make fun of this all the time and I, I inflate the number and go crazy but this is your 27th appearance out of 100 episodes kyle quinn uh i cannot ever thank you enough for all the time you've given me man it's my pleasure friend all right kyle kyle all right now i have to admit you were heavily on my mind last sunday heavily on my mind especially in the first half kyle quinn of that eagle panther game Kyle Quinn, what was your summary of the first half of last week's game? Um, madness. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was a lot like watching the same exact play being run over and over and over again, which is pretty much exactly what it was. They were just throwing that stupid little dump-off screen or that little out route, and it just never worked out. So it, it, I don't know if it was just the Panthers' defense being all over, but they never made the adjustment in the first half. It was ugly. Jalen Hurts was just god-awful. The whole offense was, was putrid. I mean, they, they were lucky to only be down by what they were at the half. Yeah, so now you mentioned the play. Are you talking about the wide receiver bubble screen play, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, there was like, there was like six of those. And I, I really six? Those <laughs> so, Kyle, I, I can lie to you. When I was watching that game, especially, I guess, around the midway point of the second quarter, it dawned on me. This man has run out the same exact offensive game plan five weeks in a row, Kyle. It seemed that way to me. Did it seem that way to you? Uh, sort of, but not necessarily. I, I definitely have noticed that they've been over the last two weeks and have years in the middle of the field and have to play that more than they have in the first two weeks. That's been an improvement. But other than that, yeah, I mean, it hasn't really been too much creativity other than for sure okay now you mentioned that you mentioned the opponent right or the opponent the eagles might have been go or the defense let's explore that for a second it, it is a miracle that we weren't down 33 to 6 at half right now was that a testament to the adjustments or the game plan of jonathan gannon or was it the product of sam darnold and a christian mccaffrey less panther offense I, well, I definitely think it was a little bit of both, right? I mean, if you don't get Sam Darnold, you probably don't get the three interceptions, and that obviously was a complete game changer. But uh, you definitely saw at least some adjustments on Jonathan Gannon's end, at least in terms of uh, the guys who were getting playing time. You saw the linebackers uh, playing time being switched up just a little bit. Eric Wilson getting less of the reps, which we were all kind of hoping would happen, and Davion Taylor and uh, T.J. Edwards get more reps, and, and uh, Davion especially shined in the uh, in the reps that he got. So yeah. looking to see some more of that. Yes, he did. And I remember at halftime. So I'm I'm a frequent viewer of the uh, 
the CBS or the NBC 10 thing. The, uh, they do the post-game half, halftime thing on Facebook. I, I, I frequent that a lot. And the look I saw on Ray Dinger's face, I, I'd never seen that look of disgust and just, I don't know, amazement or surprise. I don't know what the look was, but he looked physically ill by what just happened in that first half. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, the score didn't say so, but we were just getting our ass. Uh, I was, you know, of course, I, I work at the games, and uh, had I not been, I would have highly considered turning off. <laughs> <Yeah. that man. laughs> now, were you were you at all during that first half starting to think about what the actual logistics of an in season coaching change would be? No, no, I, that, that actually legitimately never crossed my mind once. It, it, I highly doubt all season. All right, Kyle. Now let's talk, let's turn our attention to the second half. Uh, the offense came out to Nick Sirianni's credit and made the adjustments. Began to actually throw forward passes down the field. Uh, used Jalen Hurts on a lot of rollouts, a lot of those types of things. Mixed the running game in a little bit. The defense, as you said, stood up and and kept the kept the team in this game. And then the big break with the special teams play. Kyle, are you as amazed as I am that the Eagles came out on the plus side in this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of still hasn't worn off the fact that we won the game. It, it almost is kind of the reverse of what happened a few years ago in Philly when uh, Carolina came back from 17-9 fourth quarter. I mean, I, just, I remember how brutal that game was. We, we had dominated the entire game until the fourth quarter. That's pretty much exactly what happened. But, yeah, yeah you got to give credit to uh, the defense, special teams, and, and uh, especially Jalen Hurts, I think, for you know kind of hanging in there after what was a really rough start. But, you know, he, he stood up and made some throws and rolled out and made plays with his legs. And he, he won the game for us, for sure. All right, Kyle, give me two encouraging things from that Eagle-Panther game that you saw. Yeah, well, I, I kind of just mentioned both J, uh, Jalen Hurts kind of being able to bounce back after what was a rough start and kind of showing that he has the poise to be able to brush things off or flush the deuce, as he would say. <laughs> and then uh, the, other, the other thing is probably Davion Taylor. I would say. Uh, he's uh, he, he's my, my buddy, actually, was the first person to interview him when he became an Eagle. So I'm rooting hard for him. Mm. And uh, he got, got a few snaps out there, and I thought he looked like Definitely our most athletic linebacker, or the guy with the most juice out there for sure. So uh, hopefully he gets some more playing time. And what were your two things that you saw that are still kind of concerning you about this team? The two main <laughs> things that you saw that are concerning yeah, well, you about I, this team? The offense has zero creativity whatsoever. Uh, in, in the passing game, uh, you're not really seeing any, like, um, just no, no creative route concepts, really, from Nick Sirianni, which is kind of disappointing considering – um, you know where, where he comes from and, and what he does, and the other thing is probably I, I mean you know you had the lumps from Jalen Hurts and stuff like that. I think that was that was pretty rough to see. You know what was you know it's another really discouraging thing is Jalen Rager just kind of looks like he's disinterested out yeah. there when when he's running routes. I mean I don't know if he's just really really bad at running routes. That, that's probably part of it, but some part of me thinks that if he knows that he's like the the third option on a play, he's just not even trying out there, and that really bugged me out. Yeah, it really bugged me out too. I've noticed that Jalen Rager is becoming less and less of a focal point in the offense. It seems like on a week to week basis. Yeah, and I mean that's fine with me. It's like that just shows me that the coaching staff is kind of feeling out who can play and who can't. If they're making the right calls, playing the guys who can play, then you know I have no problem with that. 
All right. Well, Kyle, in a normal week, we would have a little bit more time. As you said, it's still kind of it's hard for a lot of us to digest or come to terms with the fact that we won. But, well, guess what? We have to turn our attentions because in a matter of hours now, Kyle, we, we got we got a pretty uh, interesting game coming up against the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Eagles are going with they're not going with a blackout, which I was really surprised. They're going to go with the traditional green and white home jobbies and then. Tampa going with the white and copper. Uh, it's going to be a, a it's going to be eighty degrees in Philadelphia tomorrow, and it, it, I don't know, man. I'm just really not digging this thing. Uh, you know, we're ready for some football weather. Uh, nothing really kind of jumps out at me on on the uniform of weather. Uh, anything that you want to talk about in that standpoint, Kyle, or is it just you know what is it is what it is? No, it is what it is. Yeah, all right, all right, Kyle. Which brings me to the injury report which I was blown away. Maybe I'm reading this incorrectly, but the only player or two players that are not going to be available that are not already on IR for the Eagles tomorrow, Lane Johnson dealing with that personal matter, and then potentially uh, Goddard, who's on the IR for COVID, and I guess they're they're not ruling him out completely. He could still potentially test negative and play. Uh, How are you? Are you surprised about this injury report, Kyle? Have we gotten over the injury report issue in this town? Uh, I'm not going to say that. It's (laughs) definitely way too early. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. The the Goddard thing would would kind of sting if he's not available. Um, He's he's obviously one of our better weapons on offense for sure. Uh But other than that, I I mean, the lane thing, you know, whatever. I'm not going to touch it. I have no idea what the hell's going on there. So. No, it, <laughs> it, it seems it seems like it, it, whatever it is, it's it's not going to resolve itself anytime soon. But you know, Godspeed to Lane Johnson or whatever he's dealing with. Uh, on the other side of the ball, or the other side of the field, uh, Rob Gronkowski will not play, dealing with a rib issue, and the and linebacker Levante David and safety Anton Winfield also will not be available for the Buccaneers tomorrow. Kind of you know, kind of on the plus side for the Eagles, right? I mean, just the fact that our linebackers don't have to deal with Rob Gronkowski is a massive plus. And, and yeah, um, and, and uh, David, David is a, is a big loss for sure. And uh, would you say Spence is out too? Yeah, on, uh, yeah, no, Antone Winfield's out with uh, a concussion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, those are definitely two big losses on the Bucks defense. But they, I'll tell you what, that defensive line is still pretty nasty on the Bucks. It is very, very nasty, and. Uh, <laughs> So it leads me to my next question. What do you think is going to go down there at the link tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like a lot of people think. It's a short week, and Tampa Bay's sort of an older team. They're going on the road. They're going to travel. Um, weird things happen on those Thursday night games because, you know, these guys aren't meant to play football four days um, after after just playing another game. So um, weird things always tend to happen. I don't, I, you know, I don't have too much confidence in Win, but I definitely think it'll be a little bit of a closer game, and uh, you know th- that could be pretty encouraging for some guys. And if they happen to win, what are the three ways that they are going to do that? Well, the first way, and we've you know we've, we've seen this plenty of times that we played Brady's. You got to turnovers, and you got to take advantage on special teams, kind of like what they did last week. Um, I'll always go back to that one game that we played them in Foxborough, the Patriots, in uh, 2015 when we had like the. 100-yard pick six, the, the pump block return, and, uh, and all that. So you're going to need to definitely do that because that offense is going to score a ridiculous amount on anybody. That's just what they do. Um, the other thing is 
do not blitz. You're going to have to get pressure with the front four. And I know we've all been saying that Jonathan Gannon's got to blitz, but don't don't blitz Tom Brady. It's, it's not going to work out. Um, the, the way that we won the Super Bowl against Brady was just by getting consistent pressure with the four guys that we had so that we could use the rest of the guys in coverage. Um, that's, that's the best way you're going to beat uh, Tom Brady. And the other way is you're going to have to – uh, design some creative passing plays because Tampa's uh, a team that you really can't run the ball on. So you're gonna Nick Sirianni's gonna have to get and uh, find a way to get Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, easy way to distribute the ball to his playmakers. Mm-hmm. I, I got an idea. How about the wide receiver bubble screen? That is a fantastic idea. I don't <laughs> think we've run that at all. This <laughs> no, we, we well we haven't run it in the last forty hours. What's up, mate? No, we haven't. And again, I go back to what Ray, Ray Dinger was like. Can we, can we just not run that play ever again? I, I just, I don't ever want to see that again. Um, okay, uh, I agree. I, I think that uh, you got to play Tom Brady in any any venue, any team that he's playing for. And God, you know, he's playing for the defending champs. You get, you got to play like your hair's on fire. You got to play like there is no tomorrow. You gotta, you gotta take chances, and you gotta go big or go home. And and if we're conservative like we've been. We're not going to win on the on the wide receiver bubble screen against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not going to happen. So we got to see that that innovative offensive mind of Nick Sirianni that he was billed to be uh, tomorrow. Or you know that's got to start because it sure as hell ain't going to work if we see the same Nick Sirianni we've been seeing all year. Uh, my second key to victory is continue to get Ryan Kerrigan and Fletcher Cox on the stat sheet. I was I was impressed. Kyle, I didn't think Ryan Kerrigan was on the. I thought they sent him down to AAA. I didn't even know he was on the team when he when he got his name on the stat sheet. Keep keep doing that, and what I mean by that in a broader sense is the defense showed they have the ability to make plays. Um, I I don't know if Slay had a chip on his shoulder going into that game, but um, that was fun. the first game he's played, and I can honestly say that he earned his paycheck that in, in Sunday's game, and. Um, we need more of that. We need more of that type of stuff in, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, 100%. And my number one key to victory, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, everything centers around Jalen Hurts for me. Uh, all this, you know, From this point forth and the rest of the season, Jalen Hurts needs to um, learn from every every experience that he, he has on that field. Um, you know, I don't know if an, an offense can be as bad as it was last week, so maybe he's – you know, now he's got that to kind of draw from and, and learn from. But he is my number one key to victory. He needs to be Jalen Hurts. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on that last point. I, I think they're going to have uh, – there's these games. There's going to be, you know, growing pains, slumps. He's going to have, you know, awful throws. And I think people are just going to drive themselves nuts if they're sitting there and analyzing every single throw. It, it, it's just not a fun way to watch football. No, it isn't. And we, and here in this town, we, we have enough ways to make it not fun to watch. We don't need to add another one to it. So, all right, Kyle, uh, we are both three and two now on our predictions. Uh, we both were correct by picking the Panthers or I'm sorry, picking the Eagles last week to win. What say you and give me a score. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how much I like this one for the Eagles. Like I said, I, I think it's a close one, but this is probably going to be one of those early season. L's that you just happen to take to a team that's rolling the Super Bowl champs. They're, they're take. They're finally not finally, but they're hitting their stride. 
stride. It's it's October now, and you know, good teams tend to start hitting their stride in October, and that's what the Bucks are doing. That's what Brady's doing. And uh, this defense, I don't think Jonathan Cannon's going to have any answers for Tom Brady. So uh, I think it's probably going to be something like thirty-five to twenty-eight. Yeah, I, I like the Buccaneers in this game too. I've liked them in this game since it popped up on the schedule way back when. I like it uh, 42-25, Buccaneers. I think this gets away from the Eagles a little bit. Uh, And we're right back where we were, you know, on the first half of the Carolina Panther game tomorrow or Friday morning. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Give me that. Look, two and four at at this point isn't horrific. Kyle, it's not horrific, especially with the schedule. But I – I really don't, you know, the good teams out there, in my opinion, find ways to win games. They don't complain about the, the strength of schedule. I got it. You know, it was a tough little stretch they, they ran through, but there were not very, there, there was no, I don't, I didn't see any growing growth from the team. I, I mean, you can look at the Panther game, especially the second half and say they, they grew because they could have went in there at halftime and said, you know what, this guy's cracked. We ain't doing this anymore. I'm laying down. I'm not battling my way back in this game. The hell with it. This guy's, this guy's enough, but they didn't. They they fought. They, they they made the adjustments and they and they fought to win. Maybe that's the growth that, that that you're looking for. But I need to see it more sustained, and I needed to see it more sustained over the over the first four games, and I just have not seen it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I've. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've seen it enough. Obviously, that that'd be crazy. But yeah, I, I think I've. I, I think I've definitely seen uh, some minor improvements and. I hope that they'll build on stuff. And like I think you said it about last week. That was that was massive for the team that's learning how to win together. Yeah. Um, and so that that's the kind of stuff that you that you really want to see moving forward. Oh, and and one more thing before we get on to the MVP of the game, Kyle. Um, as well as the wide receiver bubble screen, I, I don't need to see the offensive pick pass interference play anymore. As well as what we got flagged with another ineligible man downfield. I don't need to see that one anymore. The only one we didn't get, thankfully, everybody reestablished themselves coming back, you know, going out for passes. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, with uh, Devontae Smith, he's good enough to get open without having somebody, like, you know, do one of those rub routes for him. So uh, enough of that garbage on the goal line. And, you know, obviously it's a favorite play of Nick Sirianni's. We've seen it three times already. So, uh, anyway, that's what concerns me, Kyle, is the – if, if I'm picking up on these things and you are picking up on these things, what is the defensive coordinator of the NFL doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, look, but, but the thing is, it's, it's still really early. Like, yeah, if we see these same mistakes late in the season, then it's cause for concern, but it's still really early. Okay. All right, Kyle, give me an MVP for tomorrow. Who, who shines bright on the national stand uh, spot? Yeah, right I mean, it's probably going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I said, he's, he's probably going to pick our defense apart. Run a bunch of play action because we already can't stop the run to begin with. So, <laughs> I mean, he's probably just going to pick us apart, drop the linebackers down, throw the ball right over their heads, game over. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is going to once again uh, make us be concerned about our secondary. Um, just, and he's on my fantasy team too. So, anyway, I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Well, congrats to you. All right. All right, Kyle. Again, I spend hours laboring over this question that I'm going to give you on a week to week basis. Uh, It's getting to be a part of my life. That's consuming me, but I do it for you, Kyle. So I want you to know that. I I hope you don't go insane. 
No, I won't. No, I don't think I will. Kyle Quinn, with with the way this offense has been, with the way the personnel we have on this offense, the coaching of this offense, are we in a position to fairly grade Jalen Hurts' ability to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League? Well, not yet. Uh, I mean, definitely not at this point because Dick Sirianni himself is learning all the job. These two guys – um, are, are, are pretty much learning and growing together. They're learning how to win together, just like the rest of the team is. Um, so you're going to see growing pains from Syriana. You're going to see growing pains from Jalen Hurts. They're probably going to happen at the same time, like they did in the Dallas game. And sometimes they're going to happen at different times, kind of like uh, like. Um, yeah, it's just going to be an up and down process. I think we'll definitely have a way better idea at the end of the season. So you think that by the end of the season, we will have that ability so that we can make the best selections in the in the draft. Well, I, I don't necessarily think that we're, that the book's going to be completely closed on Jalen Hurts after just this season. Uh, I honestly wouldn't even be opposed to giving him another season. This no, season. either would I actually. I think no, I would. I, I don't. I honestly, I would too. Um, and I hate to say it, it would be nice. Maybe with a different coach, whatever. I'm not going to go there. All right, Kyle. We, we've we we we're, this is going to be a back and forth until he gets fired. Because uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. I don't know if this is the guy for the for this I, team. I think you're you're setting yourself up for sadness because he's not going anywhere. Ah, man. All right. All right, Kyle. We have to turn our attentions out of town because we do that every week because we talk about two specific teams. Let's go now with a game on Monday Night Football last week, and we're going to start right off with the Ginger Nightmare. Uh, he had a hell of a game. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I, but somebody made a comparison. I don't know if I saw it on social media or if I heard it, but they compared him to uh, Sam Bradford, Bradford 2.0. And I actually believe that is a very spot-on comparison of what Carson Wentz will be, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could you, you could say they're kind of similar just in, like, their career trajectory. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of an interesting comparison. But but Wentz definitely did look dialed in on Monday. Night. He did. He did. But then a lot of people are saying that the reason why they lost that game is because he did not. He, he did not attack. He was not aggressive at the end or whatever. Oh, that's completely ridiculous. Yeah, but the most important thing about that game, Kyle Quinn, is that Carson Wentz played 100 percent of the snaps, 71 of 71. He's now risen to 99 percent of the snaps taken by the Indianapolis Colts offense has been taken by. Carson Wentz, which is looking really, really good. But now the question has come up. If the Colts continue to lose and they fall far and far out of this, would they purposely pull him out in order to save that first-round draft pick? I don't think if he plays like this, I don't think they can because he's not going to want to play or he's not going to want to be benched. And they're not going to fake an injury because, you know, you can't do that. Um, so Carson, I, I highly doubt Carson's just going to want to sit out for the hell of it. Um, he's the kind of guy that wants to play. So I, I don't see them wanting to risk alienating their quarterback, especially a guy who's shown a history of being a little bit sensitive to that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, I'm starting to think that it's a lot less of a possibility. If he keeps playing like this, that they'll bench him. Okay. I hope you're right. And then the other topic out of town Miami Dolphins are a dumpster fire. Uh, they really, they, they truly are. They are a team that has made just the, they were there, Kyle, a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago. They were on the cusp, a quarterback away, and they just can't seem to get there. Now they've compounded things 
by giving away what's now looking like a top five draft pick. Um, are we are we sailing towards the top five, possibly top three pick with this with this team? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think top three is might might be wishful thinking by the by the end. Uh, I think there's probably a few teams that are worse than them, and that'll probably shake out that way. But I mean, top five definitely reasonable. Top six, uh, uh, either of those, I'm, t- I'm totally okay with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and um, oof. All right, Kyle. Listen, I do appreciate you coming on. I know was, uh, we, we, we had some logistical issues here today to get this thing done, but you once again showed your professional ability and your uh, dedication to the show. And again, Kyle, I, I truly mean this. There's no other person that I'd want to share or spend my 100th episode than, than you. Uh, brother, take care, man. Go Birds. And enjoy enjoy working the game. And let's hope they get a win, right? Yeah, buddy. That's a good win. Go Birds. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, Kyle Quinn, with me here on the pod, as he always is, again, following it up the way Kyle Quinn does. And, and as I said, I said this at the beginning of this pod, um, there is really no other person that I'd want to spend it with other than him giving me his insight. It's literally almost 1 o'clock in the morning here, and we, we really kind of clamored to get this thing together. Me and him both have stuff going on tomorrow that we're not going to be able to sit down and do this. So he was able to carve out some time for me tonight. And I, and I, I you know, I'll never forget him for any of this. So listen, that is going to do it for me. And here we go. We got ourselves some Thursday night football. We got ourselves some Eagles. We got ourselves some Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I hope we got ourselves a win. I, I really, really, really do. That is going to do it for me, everybody. Listen, again, here's the last 100 episodes. Here is the next to the next 100 episodes. Go Birds. You guys take care.